0: It's time to peel back the false beliefs and remember who you are, light and love. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Again, that's heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 345. Today's interview is all about the power of perspective, and I want you to know, if you currently desire change in your life, it's possible. So tune in and listen all the way to the end to find out how. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on Eleanor Miller. Eleanor, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So today's topic of discussion we're definitely going to start out with perspective and I think it's so important and we've already been chatting for quite a while about this but before we get going please give listeners a little background where do you live and what do you do?
1: I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm originally from Israel Um, and what I do is I teach people how to use their perspective or their ability to see things to get them to where they want to go. Or get them to feel how they want to feel.
0: Maybe can we give a super basic definition? What does it mean a perspective? Because we all have one. Right. So when I say
1: perspective, I mean the way you view things,
0: um, um, the way you view your
1: world. Most of us live on auto mode, right? We are seeing things, we call it as is, but what does that as is mean? Um, we're seeing things and we, get, we give it the the meaning that we feel we we have in our brain back on our background, based on our background or where we're from or what we think we know. Um, and what I teach people is to notice the meaning they're giving to different events in their lives, different people in their lives, and how they can change that meaning if this meaning do not take them to where they want to go, do not make them feel good or um, do not help them progress or move forward in their lives?
0: So I think they're kind of one and the same, but perception and perspective, but it all comes from our experience where we grew up, the conditioning around us, our society, Americans perspective versus Europeans perspective. So I think it's important to note that you know, with 8 billion people, there potentially could be like 8 billion perspectives. So, you know, what is true to one is not true for another, but it all stems from our thoughts and beliefs. Is that fair?
1: That's exactly
0: fair, yes. <laughs> is that what gets people bumping heads all the time? Is, is trying to prove being right? I
1: think it's trying to... Proof being right, but also many times it gets us riled up because we feel misunderstood. Mm. Um, for example, when I when I do relationship coaching, I see how um, the wife gets really really upset because she's been um, making him food and 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 doing all this thing for him, and he shows her no love. But when you talk to him, he bought her flowers. and and jewelry. uh, And that was his way to show love, but she needs hugs, but he doesn't see hugs as a way to express love. So everybody brings their own side without trying to understand or communicate that, hey, this is how I receive things versus this is how you give things. And kind of being able to see the other person and understand that what you see as okay, they don't see as okay. What is fine for you based on your values is not okay with them based on their values. I, um, I, I read once in a book, and I forgot, I think it was a book about yoga. But the lady said that she took off her flip-flops before she got into this meditation place. And when she came out, she saw another lady wearing a flip-flop. She was grossed out and so angry at this lady. In her family, nobody touched anything without asking permission, and you don't put somebody else's shoes on. But the other lady, that's how she grew up. She grew up in this communal place. Everybody wore everybody's stuff. Like It was no problem for her, but you can see how people come from different backgrounds, different cultures, create this. And it, it, was, it was unintentional.
0: She was just doing her thing, and she was just not accepting that thing. So. Right. Well, and to get more into individual perspectives, because as you shared with me, a lot of people are wasting life going through the motions. And I would even love for you to give a little background on, you know, what life was like until you had this wake up call, this question from Zig Ziglar.
1: So my life were were pretty normal, looking pretty good from the outside. I was... Always active, and I had my family and my husband and my kids. Um, I had a job that was considered decent. Um, I have a good group of friends. So everything looks pretty good on the outside. But at some point, I start feeling this heaviness feeling inside me.
0: Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, I want to offer you some additional resources. Check out my website, heatherhakes.com, and take the free life assessment. This is a great tool to take inventory in life where you're feeling in alignment and abundant and where you're simply feeling stuck, stressed out, or as someone recently emailed me, completely ruining their life. I've also created a self-study course all about mindset and manifesting. Again, check out my website, heatherhakes.com and click on course. Finally, if you are ready to deep dive and really transform your life, I offer one-on-one coaching. I will teach you what has taken me years and tens of thousands of dollars to learn in which you can start implementing right now. To learn more and schedule your free strategy call, visit heatherhakes.com forward slash coaching. Now back to regular programming.
1: And I could not figure out what was going on. And I was trying to understand where is he coming from. And at, at some point I even started, have this inner debate between myself. I called myself um, greedy, like, what else do you want? I asked myself, like, why are you feeling this way? Why are you not grateful for what you have? You have so much. There's so many people that would die to have what you have, I told myself. And then one day I was sitting at the office and I was feeling really down and I pull up my phone and I searched on YouTube for positive music and a positive speech came up. Came up. And that was Dick Ziglar who asked, The crowd, what are you aiming for in life? And then he said, if you aim at nothing, you will hit it every time. Mm -hmm. And that hit me right in my heart and in my stomach and in my throat. I felt, I'm like, he's talking to me. I don't have any aim. I just exist. I don't live. And, And in that moment, I could really see the difference between breathing and existing and actually living life. And I decided that I no longer wanna exist. I'm here to live. And I start thinking about all the things that I'm going to regret not doing once I die. And I'm like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do everything I'm gonna write because what I start noticing when you start when you start paying attention, you notice what I start noticing all of a sudden is on social media stories of people that discover they have cancer all of a sudden came up or people talking about their last days and how they regret this and that. And all this stuff kept coming to me. And I'm like, I may not be lucky to find out that I'm dying and then get another chance. You know how people got into a car accident, they almost die and then they wake up. I may not have that chance. I may... I may have to figure it out today. And, and that's where I changed my life.
0: But that's what I love. And what you shared with me, because I kind of asked, was there something in your life that changed the trajectory? Cause we hear all the time. So many people hit rock bottom, like you said, you know, had a near death experience and then they woke up. And so, yours was a quote, an event. You just were feeling this kind of numbness and that's my word. So you definitely give me, you know, you replace it if you want, but you were just feeling going through the motions. And I know what that's like. I did it for years in corporate. Literally, I complained all the time that I felt like I was a hamster on a wheel going through life's motions. There had to be more. So you didn't need some crazy life event to wake you up. It was that maybe it was the willingness to, you were clearly guided that day to go search for something on YouTube because that whole, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And it was that simple question that woke you up. So from that day, what changed? What did you start doing differently to get to where you are now?
1: So at that moment, um, I felt immediate sadness and self-criticism. It's like, how how come you don't have an answer to this question? You consider yourself a smart lady. Um, how, how come you don't know better? But a second later, I felt a liberating feeling. Um, and I and I compare it to somebody who's been suffering some kind of pain. And then the doctor say, oh, I have a name for your disease. Now we know how to treat it. So that's exactly how I felt. I was like, okay, now I know what's going on. Let's find the solution. For me, the solution started with bunch of YouTube video about personal growth and about life purpose and about trying to aim for something and figure things out and, and I took pieces from different people and different speakers and then I started purchasing books and then I started purchasing courses and the learning has never stopped I took from anywhere from Buddhism to neuroscience anything that re- resonated and stuff that didn't resonate too because I love to learn stuff that I don't always agree with um, that's how my journey started. And once I figured this thing out, it's like when you watch a good movie, I wanted to tell everybody. So I decided to take it on full time and start sharing it with people that I knew that did not, like I said, have an event that were um, not fortunate to hit rock bottom in some way that will make them move and trying to show them that you don't need to be so low to climb higher you can you can climb higher from exactly where you are and that's what i've been doing ever since
0: so since you've studied so many different philosophies and religion did you find a common message a common theme
1: again my perspective the way when i read this thing this is what i gathered from my way but one of the f- biggest thing is gratitude is the best attitude. All the religion that I've studied, all the philosophy from Buddhism to yoga, they're all saying the same, is that finding the positive thing and getting your brain used to searching for the positive and finding it is is very common in all of them. The other thing is, and it, it could be because I'm coming from the yoga world, is using your breath to calm you down and to help you um, manage your nervous system, the, the physicality of things in a better way. Um, I, I found, again, I found it in Judaism, I found it in a lot in neuroscience in recent years, um, psychology, um, yo- anywhere in the yoga world, everything starts and ends with the, with the breath, but, yeah. uh, and also mindfulness, mindfulness or being present or paying attention, to what you're doing is very common in all of
0: them. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more with a lot of that. But one thing that um, you mentioned was breath and our breath work. And so that stems from, if you think about it, breathing is one thing we don't ever have to think about. Like our, our creator, the life force, the universe, whatever you, source is breathing us. And so I think, so, even me on my own journey and talk about perspective, um, I I come from a space of I went down the personal development re- realm too. I chased all the things, I went to all the courses, I was chasing the next high, looking for the answer, kept looking for in a book, in a course, online, in a coach. I didn't know. And then it finally, like for me, it was ayahuasca was my eye opening. Oh, And the message I received was all suffering is self-imposed. And a lot of these teachings, especially spiritual, we're already whole and complete. And so we're so conditioned to seek outside of us. When I believe if we just turn inward, whatever we're seeking is already here. And that's really hard to tell somebody who's the achiever and the go-getter and want to chase things. So what's, your perspective on that?
1: <laughs> it's funny you mention it because in recent years, uh, um, in the recent last year, I'm getting more and more clients that are already doing very well, that are already very successful. But, oh, what we consider successful, right? The career is doing very well. But then the price, the, the price they paid for that is health, Family relationship issues, all this stuff, and I love um, a quote by Tony Robbins that said that um, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. And for me, that's that's nailing it because once you, we have we somehow we develop this standard for success that it should be X, and and for me, if you don't have the feeling of fulfillment of ease, of freedom that goes with it. Sometimes your career that takes you so high make you the biggest prisoner to it. If it's what you have to wear, how you have to behave everywhere, how you have to carry yourself, how your family have to behave. I mean, I'm thinking, I don't, have you watched uh, Bridgestone, the Netflix? Bridgerton? anyway, Bridger, Bridgerton, I'm sorry, Bridgerton. Okay. Have you yes. watched
0: that? Oh yeah.
1: So when I watched it, what came to me is how the higher rank or position or um, level that people are the more obligated they are the more the, the lower their freedom is and if you see this opera singer who was in love with one of their sons she was completely free to date who she want to do what she want and she was the lowest um, um Level of people in comparison, right? And all those queens and queens and dukes and whatnot, they had no freedom. So, as you progress in life and, and climb the ladder, gotta double check yourself all the time, going back to being mindful about what you do and having your perspective in place and double check that is that really giving me more? Or is it that taking more away from me?
0: So. Well, and it's that whole money doesn't buy happiness. Jim Carrey stated it phenomenally that he wishes he could give everybody million dollars in fame to show you that's not what you, that's not fulfillment.
1: Now um, you're taking yourself with you. So if you are unhappy here, you'll be unhappy there. If you um, and that's why you need to learn to be happy first if happiness is what you want, which I believe that's what everybody wants. <laughs> That's, uh, that's the reason behind everything we do is to make us feel better. We believe it's going to make us feel better. So I feel like that's the ultimate motivation to do anything. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally agree that money doesn't buy it. And although it's great to have money and it's great to move forward in your career and progress and grow, you got to double check yourself that your expansion doesn't cost you um, your joy.
0: So as you shared, um, chasing the things outside of us might not always create that internal fulfillment. So if this conversation is resonating with somebody and this whole question about what is your aim, what advice do you give to somebody who's sitting there going, holy shit, that's my story. That is my life right now.
1: I would give you, first of all, is you don't replace the chase with the chase. So chasing for the aim Um, I believe that what I've discovered is that the best way to have the best life is to have the best out of each moment. Mm -hmm. So it could be the small thing is, how can I make this moment beautiful? Um, For me, what I've done is I made a long list of all the things that make me feel alive, not just exist. So doing the laundry, (laughs) paying the bills, those are great, I need to do it. But what makes me feel alive? And I plugged them into my schedule. For me, it was walking in nature and, medit- and meditating, even though sometimes I thought it, uh, and exercising and going to concerts and whatever it is that made me, and learning something new and talking to people. So whatever what it is, I, I made myself aware of that. And, and the first thing was, I noticed how little of that I do. How will I feel alive if I don't do the things that makes me feel alive? And second of all, I plugged it into my schedule. And then I let myself dream really big. Um, on my vision board, I have me and Oprah talking. Uh, so if it happened, maybe, maybe not, but it's there. And I'm in the meantime, working on things that may put it there someday. But I have these big dreams that are carrying me and, and guiding me what's my next step will be. Because sometimes we don't know what's the big goal is. But sometimes just thinking about something in the future will help you design your next step. And I think what helped me and helped my clients a lot is stop thinking about the best, your best self. Just think about your next self. So what can be the next version? Maybe, and it can be like things like I need to lose 50 pounds how about five let's start there like just the next thing i want to be an author how about start writing a blog that's easier i want to so just break it down and think about the next people think always about revolutions and i'm like let's 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 do evolution instead let's one step revolution can be really messy and evolution is easier and and you'll be amazed how much change happens when you do one step at a time and how less overwhelming it is and i'm all about enjoying the process
0: i think that's what helps people stay present right because otherwise trust me i've been there done that and i'm like that doesn't work if you're always future tripping first of all tomorrow is not guaranteed so why That's why it is about staying present. And I like that rather than a revolution to evolve. What is just, even you know? if you just had a fight with somebody, clearly you weren't being your best self. So the next moment, literally the next 60 seconds, how can you like bring it back and and let it go and maybe find that gratitude or or do breath work or something to, again, kind of circle back to this perspective of we're here for joy and happiness. And I, I believe if you're experiencing anything but that, it's on you.
1: 100%. I believe that joy is a guide. When you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, it feels good. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like we have serotonin and dopamine and all this, they they get released when we do the right thing. Those are our guides. So we need to learn how to use that guidance system to benefit us because when we do things that do not benefit us, we suffer, we feel stress. we feel anxiety. You know when you do the right thing because you know the feelings. And I feel like if we listen a bit more tune in, like you said, looking inwards, all the teachers can give you all the ideas but only you ultimately know what, what's right for you because it's inside of you. So just listening more. Yes.
0: Okay. I want to touch on this A message you shared with me. I love to ask people, you know, if you had a billboard message, if you were about to, you know, leave this place called earth, what do you want people to know? And this is what you told me. And I love for you to explain it. No one and nothing needs correction, but direction. And if I butchered that re-say it, but I love that because so many people think, "Oh, there's something wrong with me. I'm not enough. I'm not what." And it's like, no, you don't need correction, direction. I love it. Yes.
1: So i I, I don't remember when it came to me. When it came to me, I'm like, oh my god, that resonates. Not just for you, but also to judge other people. If yeah. you see somebody as broken, um, and you tell yourself, "No, he's not." he doesn't need I I don't need to correct him he doesn't need to be corrected everybody just need to be navigated in the right direction so sometimes um you know Einstein said if you tell a fish to climb a tree you'll think it's stupid or whatnot and I think that's that goes right along with it if we will be able to place ourselves in the right place we will bloom and if we'll able to notice that others are not in the right place, at the very least, we can judge them less. And I said, judge them less, not for them. I said, judge them less for us because when you judge other people less, you feel better. Uh, You don't walk around all day long trying to correct the world or get angry at the world. You should understand that, you know there is a reason they're like this and you can give them more um, compassion than anything else. I mean, you give somebody else compassion that's what is inside you. So I truly believe that when you understand it about yourself and about others, it not only produces good feelings, it produce, produces hope and it helps you go to the right direction. Because if you believe you're broken, you're not going to try to fix. You're broken. It is what it is. But if you understand that I'm, I'm just in the wrong place, let me find the right place. That's hopeful. That's give you hope. That will open resources
0: for you to find that way. But for somebody to become, I think a lot of it is awareness. And I, I used to, I think that's how I started teaching mindset is you have to become aware of the thoughts you have on repeat. And the good news is, you know, depending who you ask, we have somewhere between like 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day. And that would be overwhelming to think you have to monitor all those. Well, you can't and you don't. But the good news is the thoughts you're thinking today are going to be on repeat tomorrow. So you're not that creative, but- for me it it came to awareness and then realizing oh I do say that a lot or I am always thinking that and that creates my reality. So question for you when somebody's trying to kind of hone in on wow I do have a really negative perspective and I want to change what's the first step?
1: So you said the first step is like wanting to change and noticing that, right? Mm-hmm. Um I believe that the first step, and and again, I like to start really small. So first of all, when, how do you even notice is for me, every time you don't feel what I call pleasant feeling, anger, hate, (laughs) jealousy, whatever that is, um, that's your red flag. Okay, here is a thought that I need to change because I don't feel good. So that's my system telling me you're not, you're not managing your emotions right. The next question I ask is where do I want to go? What do I want to feel? Mm-hmm. And the third question I asked, knowing where you want to go, what do I need to tell myself to take me there? And I'll give you an example. I was driving one time to teach a yoga class, and I like to get to yoga earlier enough to prepare the class, the energy in the room, greet the people. And this person was driving, cutting me through on the, street, on the, on the road. Um, he ran a red light. I almost ran into him. I missed the light. I was, I, it made me get to class not as early as I wanted to go. My heart was pumping. I was angry at him. Um, I wanted to wish him all these bad wishes, but I paused and I stopped myself and I said, hey, you are not where you wanna be. You definitely don't wanna deliver the energy to everybody in the room when you teach. Where do you wanna go? So I, wanted, I I knew that I wanted to feel good. I knew that I wanna feel compassion. So I start telling myself, hey, he might be a doctor and he's going to save somebody's life. Maybe his wife is in labor. Maybe his child is like like outside of his house. And I don't know if this story is true, but I don't know if my first story that he is a horrible person is true. I don't know. But I'll take the story that served me and take me where I want to go. So this is what I am doing on a during the day. If if. I don't feel good. I ask myself, what do I want to feel? And what needs to happen to make me feel this
0: way? What perspective do I need to adopt to feel this way? What you really touched on there is the power of a pause. Yes. Because otherwise you gain momentum and fuel in the fire and prove that you're you're right. And oh, that's so power of the pause. I love that.
1: And when you do that often enough, like you know you start doing it on auto mode. Like it's very rarely happened that I get upset with many things now that I've used to get upset before. So it's it's pretty magical because you walk feeling good most of the time, which is
0: awesome. (laughs) Yes. So for those that maybe, or even if you know somebody who kind of is just, I call them a negative Nancy, like first we could have compassion, then we can lead by example. And then maybe that will trigger them to be like, She's always so happy, what is she doing? And then, so yeah, to lead by example, I love that too. Question for you, what is a key takeaway you want listeners to get from this conversation?
1: The key takeaway is that wherever you are, change is possible. So wherever, even if you are not like us, even if you are, um, have so much going on, and you can make change if you want to change, it's possible, and it's way, way, way more accessible than you think. So, I believe in you and do something, take a small, little
0: tiny step in the direction you want to go, wherever or whatever that is. I love that, and let's really highlight that because. Think about it, if we did one, one degree better every single day, how much change we would have in a month, in a quarter, in a year, by one small change every single day. Yes, I love that. Okay, I have a few rapid fire questions for you to wrap up the interview. All right. First one being, what is a quote or motto that you live by?
1: If it costs you your piss, it's too expensive. Yeah,
0: do you know who the author of that is? I don't I I don't even know. I don't know, yeah, I have it somewhere,
1: but I don't know.
0: I like that. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? What am I, I
1: currently reading? Um, I'm rereading
0: Asking it Sh- and It is Given
1: by okay. by um, uh, Esther and Jerry Hicks. Um, God, I have so many books I recommend. Oh, my goodness. Um, I just finished Becoming Supernatural. And again, it's something I really yes, Yeah, I love him too. I love all his books. But for people that's starting their journey and these books are too heavy for them, I would go with Into the Magic Shop. And I forgot who the author is, but it's such a sweet story about the power of your thoughts and the power of meditation. And it's a story. It's less informational. So it's much easy easy read
0: you know what that makes me think are you familiar with robin sharma oh yes okay so robin sharma he gives some really great intellect but it is all is it fables i don't even know his genre. yes okay but it's all story told and so i think his books are phenomenal
1: right for exactly for people that these books are heavy those are
0: his he delivers the information in a
1: beautiful story like way yes
0: yes Okay, final question. What advice would you give your younger self?
1: I want to tell her so much, but um, I think I would tell her to not give up because as a younger self, I started so many things and then I believe that that's not me. I'm not good enough. Um, So I would say, don't give up. You are good enough. So.
0: What a great note to end on. Eleanor, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. I'd love to connect with you on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode.